Light from a billion stars, they shine around us, surround us, stardust ours, plus there's to turn heart of it all, all of the sacred angels call. Welcome everybody, episode two. All right, here the we go. Keepers of truth and bridges of love. Yeah. Exploring the world. With family. Mm. Today we're going to be talking a lot about food. It's going to be our main subject for the day. Yeah. A little inspiration and a little love. All right. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Hope you guys are all doing well out there. <sighs> Hi, Bridget. Hi again. How was your day? It's been pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> you? Yeah. Very busy. A lot of excitement. Um, getting ready for a trip. My sister Angelina is having a new baby. Woohoo! Yeah. Congratulations, Ange. Yes, Angelina and Matt. So excited. I'm gonna, John's going to drive me to the airport tomorrow. Or <laughs> soon. And then, yeah. Yeah. Excited. Lots of fun things happening. Yes. New life. <laughs> New precious one coming to Earth. Yeah. Very exciting. <sighs> so, but I was wondering, what did you put in that delicious dinner that you made? Mm. It was so good. Tonight it was a nice curry, little rice bowl with some tofu that was seasoned with. Chili powder, cumin, coriander, a little bit of lemon juice, some soy aminos, mm. salt, pepper, and lots of veggies inside the curry itself. Lots the tofu of was really delicious. Pretty was tasty. Yeah. I was like, how did you season it like that? Yeah. Just Do you make them marinate first and like. Nope. Just seasoned it on the outside, sliced the tofu into like little steak size slices and then seasoned it seared it in a pan mm. and then deglazed a little bit with the soy aminos and yeah finished it with a little miyoko's butter mm. and lemon juice mm. yeah that was really nice nice and then we had hot cross buns <laughs> 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 and a nice salad yeah the salad was super good too with a little fresh, uh, what was that, pesto. That's I right, made. you made that pesto. Yeah. turned it into a salad dressing. Yeah. <laughs> I was made the pesto from a rosemary bush that was huge in the garden here. And so I was trimming it down, and there was just abundance of rosemary. So I was like, what do we do with all this rosemary? Yeah. Because <laughs> most of it is going to go to the burn pile, back to the earth. But um, made a bunch of bundles oh, these are just nice little bundles beautiful bundles you've made rosemary bundles mm. you can throw them in your bathtub or you could burn it if you want or just lay, lay it sitting around it smells good yeah it smells so good and then i uh well i made the pesto with a little garlic and pecans <laughs> And we have tons of fresh lemons on the property right now. So a little lemon juice and mm. it was so what tasty. What else did I make with the rosemary? Oh, I also made an um, oxo oxomel. Am I pronouncing that right? <laughs> it's so it's gonna be. It's like a tincture, but use vinegar instead. Mm. And. Uh, so it's extracting the nutrients and the benefits of the rosemary, but it's supposed to be really good for your memory, um, good source of antioxidants. Uh, some people even said it helps lessen the effects of like Alzheimer's coming on, like all the antioxidants and stuff help. We have some studies that helps with Alzheimer's, so that's Amazing. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wonder wonderful medicine. Yeah. And it has beautiful little blue flowers right now. Yeah. For the, the bees are like going crazy. So I didn't really want to trim the bush much. So I left most of all the branches with the 
flowers for the bees, but yeah, yeah. that was pretty but special. Amazing what, how much you can do with just one simple ingredient also, and just incredible how many ingredients we have to play around with in the world. It's just such an abundant world that is filled with all kinds of goodies. Yeah. Uh, so many plants. Yeah. For <laughs> those of you that don't know, Bridget and I are both vegan and uh, really mm -hmm. enjoy lots of fruits and vegetables and nuts and berries and beans and things and mm -hmm. all, all the goodly goodies that are out there. Um, yeah. Yeah. And even with one simple ingredient with rosemary, you can do so much and there's so many healing properties to it that I'm still learning a lot about and Bridget is diving deep into a lot of the herbal remedies and um yeah pretty amazing what food can do for us and yeah offer in, in all its beautiful elements that it has yeah it's truly it's amazing yeah um yeah that one thing i think is pretty cool that they say that like a lot of herbalists say that what you what the you need like the earth will offer you sometimes in abundance so sometimes it will be growing right outside your house what you really need so it's kind of like the earth is like giving it to you and so yeah like right now we have tons of lemons so it's like okay i think we need lots of vitamin c right now this type of year the oranges are starting to ripen up it's exciting yeah and lots of dandelions are out yeah. there yeah sourgrass liver cleanser mm-hmm yeah, I was just reading how you can also use the dandelion root, too, in the wintertime when there's not much to harvest. Mm. You can dig up the roots and then cook it up as extra little vegetable in your stir fry. Or you can dry it. We, we drink it as a tea a lot. <laughs> yeah. Tonight, we're drinking some kava. And kava is a Polynesian ceremonial tea. It's actually how Bridget and I met. Mm -hmm. We were working at a kava bar down in San Diego. I think we said that on the last podcast, but those of you that are just tuning in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, such an amazing tea that is a mild muscle relaxer, so it can help to really just drop you into your body and kind of take away some of the aches and pains. Um, a lot of people use it instead of alcohol because it's it has similar effects to alcohol, but it doesn't really affect your body brain and it doesn't inebriate you like alcohol does um which is really nice and it's a very nice social drink to um just engage because it's a a mental stimulant but also a body sedative so it's kind of like one of those magic potions that <laughs> elevates you consciously but also drops you down into your body yeah very grounding because it is the root of the kava plant so mm -hmm. i feel like that earthiness is just so grounding like yeah and it's a type of pepper plant piper mycelium i can't remember <laughs> but incredible plant and something that we really love to share with people and um today we added a little bit of cacao to our kava which is also a nice heart opener and mm -hmm. uh, also a gentle stimulating substance and yeah delicious also super high in antioxidants yeah and that's that magnesium high in magnesium too and so, so i feel like also helps r muscles relax and also feel good in your body <laughs> i think choco chocolate's also or cacao high in zinc too one of the things that Bridget found out was that some chocolates that are out on the market today are high in lead, which you need to watch out for. Um, one of the brands that we use is Navitas. No. That um, seems to not have any in it. So no. it's good to find. Uh, I didn't find out, but uh, I mean, just people's right, research. Yeah. 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 But it's something to be aware of that. Uh, like they say, chocolate's good for you, but not all chocolate because the lead is actually coming from the soil that's grown in. So if it's not good soil, the plant is just sucking it up in there. So being aware where you're um, buying. Food is coming from, yeah. Yeah, buying your cacao from. 
that's why I really love making chocolate too, is just knowing where our ingredients are coming from and where we can source it from people that are paying attention to that and testing their products, like third-party testing, I think is a good thing to look for. Yeah. Yeah, definitely growing your own whenever possible. Obviously, cacao is one of those tropical fruits that doesn't grow everywhere, uh, so you might not be able to grow it where you are. Um, it might be fun to try to grow here because yeah. we love it so much. And uh, Maybe we could build a greenhouse and like have the perfect temperature in there. Yeah. I've heard of people idea. doing that and even growing coconut trees and yeah. we could have many other things in there. I was just talking about building a greenhouse, which is a, a great way to get through the winter and still have things growing year-round and also a nice place for starting uh, starters for your garden. Bridget and I love to plant lots and things wherever we go. We just landed here. We are currently in the mountains of Santa Cruz and excited to get to know the soil here and yeah. find out what works best and what grows, what likes to grow here. Mm -hmm. We've been finding a lot of mushrooms. Yes, that's been exciting to harvest and create delicious meals from them. Yeah. Mainly chanterelles right now. Mm -hmm. As we go for a walk in the woods, just finding them popping up here and there, but trying to harvest them, uh, being very mindful that, you know, not taking every single mushroom. Yeah. Conscious collecting. Yeah. Which <laughs> I think I, I, I kind of heard about the first one that you see in anything when you're wild. Sourcing, don't pick the first one, especially if it's just by itself. Um, and obviously, identification is important, especially with mushrooms. So, yeah. knowing what you're actually going out there for is really important. And either having somebody with you that can really identify things properly or having the knowledge yourself. Um, yeah, always double check. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. You're not sure. Triple check. Yeah. <laughs> Always. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not picking the first one, waiting until there's at least a few around, and and then also leaving some um, so that they can continue growing. And as you're picking them, not to disturb the soil too much because obviously the mycelium that's under the, the duff uh, is what creates the mushrooms themselves. Um, yeah, so just kind of being aware of all those things. And yeah, and yeah, being important. conscious that, I mean, they are there, you know, not they're not just there for you to, s like, to serve you. <laughs> they're also doing a bigger purpose, too, of helping them in the forest. Yeah. They're networking. And as we uh, have heard, our friends were just telling us about some people just going in and harvesting tons of them because they can make a lot of money uh, selling them at the grocery store or some of the markets. But when they're doing that, they're like over harvesting in the forest and that could be detrimental for, you know, their purpose why they're here in the forest. So Yeah. Not everything is out there just for us humans. Yeah. Um, That's why it's good. Just take mm, take what you need. Maybe if you're gonna make tacos that night, <laughs> just enough <laughs> make a couple tacos. Yeah. Or we found lots of turkey tails. Turkey tails are one of those ones that are super abundant. Uh, we just made some tea yesterday. Um, oh, yes. Yep. Yeah, and just picking a little bit just for tea that day. And yeah, th th those ones especially are so abundant that you don't have to pick a lot of them. You can, you know, anytime that you go out for a walk, you could usually collect some. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, the ways that you learned to identify them yeah turkey tails are a polypore so the underside of them is going to be white and it looks like tons of tiny little holes on the underside rather than like a gill um, gilled mushroom and then the top side is 
concentric circles, so circles that envelop each other in different colors. They can range in colors from like browns to oranges to they actually have quite a few colors and grays and um, what else there they grow on um, on wood on wood yeah on decaying wood um, so they're they're not you won't find them like on the ground and yeah I think there was a couple other things but I can't remember yeah but always good do your own research yeah being smart about mushroom hunting. Another one we saw in the woods, which I was very excited <coughs> about, was, but it was really high, higher than we could reach. It was a lion's mane mushroom. It was lion's the first mane. time we saw it in the wild. So, <laughs> pretty so sure. Cool. Yeah. It was so awesome. Just, I, we love lion's mane. We use it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, which reminds me of a, a delicious recipe that. Um, we could kind of share with you, but <laughs> we'll just tell you about it a little bit. <laughs> it's rolled tacos or taquitos Ooh, with yeah. lion's mane, like fresh lion's mane. You just kind of shred it up, like pull it apart and season it. Like maybe you might do like if you like a chicken taquito, but use lion's mane, season it up. Um, and we rolled in corn tortillas and something my mother used to always do that I love with her taquitos was a delicious treat in our family we'd get to have once in a while but we just you know roll them up i mean we didn't do it often because they are fried food and we don't eat that much fried food not probably not the healthiest but i would do it with coconut oil because i think that's probably more healthier oil or maybe avocado oil um those that have a higher smoking rate heat rate so it doesn't rancid the oil so it's healthier when you're cooked with those at high temperatures but um what my mother would do was sprinkle a little parmesan cheese on top which i think just gives it the outside like an extra yummy taste and we use like a vegan parmesan cheese which is delicious and i think the brand that we've used is biolife yeah they boy life which is a really nice mm -hmm. they have a lot of good things yeah, and sometimes when we don't have like have a cheese that's already made, sometimes we may use like a little nutritional yeast, a little salt, maybe yeah. squeeze a lemon on there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's delicious. I definitely recommend it if you are wanting some nice taquitos. Yeah, it's a good treat. And lion's mane is a beautiful mushroom, just a cool mushroom in itself. Um, yeah, good for your brain, right? <laughs> And a lot of people use it in its powder form in coffee in the morning. We usually have a nice mushroom blend that Bridget likes to put together that has reishi, chaga, lion's mane. What else is in there? Sometimes, Sometimes we do a little cordyceps, cordyceps if we find a nice bargain on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah chaga, chaga, reishis, lion's mane. And obviously always trying to find... Sometimes turkey tail good products that people are making um you know sourcing your own from the forest is incredible but obviously you're not we're not able to source all of those things not yet currently maybe uh soon so we do yeah find products out there that yeah we feel aligned with and or you can grow your own too yeah, yeah. we've done that at a few places at least yeah. tried to. Those little mushroom kits are pretty awesome to grow your own mushrooms at home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, so. a beautiful, beautiful world of food. It's so incredible and so vast and just so abundant in the creativity and the potential healing benefits upon our bodies and minds and souls. Yeah. I think one element of food that really like makes my heart sing is is the well just the idea that we're not harming anything that can feel harm in the process of eating at least doing our best to really limit that um yeah and that just feels so good that to me if you're eating to feel good that one reason 
um, which is like non-violence and non, not harming another being. Um, it just feels so good. And yeah, so, you know, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it does feel good too. I know when I first started going vegan, like after, you know, like I go back and forth sometimes, stop eating uh, meat or like first I just, you know, would go vegetarian and then I sometimes would have a little cheese and eggs, you know, and like or try to get off or, or stop those because I didn't feel quite, didn't feel totally right to me in my body and like, and then when I totally cut out eggs, like I remember consuming them again and just feeling like I can feel the sadness of the chickens to me and like I could feel like I was like what is this I'm feeling like and I know not everybody feels is that sensitive I guess to feeling those things but it was pretty amazing to me that that I could feel that I felt like wow you know because I felt s many times in my life where I did feel like this deep sadness but I didn't know where it was coming from so I was wondering how often is that coming from the food that I was consuming? You know, it's like the, that energy. Because they say you are what you eat. So it's like how often I wonder, do are we consuming something and not realizing like that energy that we're putting in our body, like what we're feeling throughout the day? It's like, what is that? Where is that coming from? So it does feel good to eat beautiful, like healthy, trying to offer our bodies like the best foods we can find. And I do believe, like, praying over your food makes a huge difference. Like, sh having, you know, gratitude. Yeah, gratitude for all. Like, if you, if you do like eating meat and that's what you like, you know, just being grateful for that life that was given up for you. Like, and all the hands that helped prepare it to help it get there to your plate. Like, all that gratitude for all those all the lives involved is huge and definitely makes a difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's a major reason why food can be so healing or detrimental. I think that's like one of the major reasons why it can go either way um, is just like your feeling about the food and how it's been, how it got to you and, and how you feel about it in the moment as you're receiving it, um, especially when you know where it came from. and um, Yeah. Yeah. Healing power of food. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is amazing. <laughs> a gift, a blessing. Yeah, and definitely... You know, I was raised eating everything, and uh, my mom was such an amazing cook and just, yeah, really taught me a lot about how to cook things and uh, just the joy of being in the kitchen and cooking together and making wonderful meals together and being grateful for the food and just the feeling of sharing uh, with, with our family and So that's that's definitely another element of it too. While you're in the kitchen cooking things, um, you know it can be a very beautiful experience to to have that gratitude while you're cooking things um, and creating things. So not just not just on the receiving end of of food, but actually growing it and creating it and cooking it and preparing it for other people can be just an amazing such an amazing experience. I've done a lot of cooking in restaurants, and um, my first job was at Cugini's in San Luis Obispo, which is a pizzeria, real Italian pizza. Mm. Uh, yeah, that was, didn't last very long. I was like 16 and, you know, wasn't very... <laughs> into working? Into working, yeah. It was like my first job, so I was like, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, didn't last very long. 
then got into Cuginis, which I think, oh, or Cugini was the first one, to Togo's, Togo's. Yeah. which I think I did Subway <laughs> before that, and then Togo's. Yeah. But you worked at Togo's also. Yeah, I worked at Togo's. <laughs> one of my first jobs was, was a like a gas station, like but a bus stop. I mean, a lot of buses went through there, but they had Togo's in the same little gas station and AMW. And um, what was it? Was that Minor Street Station in Rica? Yep, one of my first jobs. That was a lot of fun, and I mean, like young little sprite. It's <laughs> 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 quite the adventure, but um, yeah. <laughs> so it's crazy. We worked at the same place. I know. <laughs> I think we also had. I don't know if it was ice cream. No, the uh, we had like all these buckets of ice cream, you know, like. Yeah, we had at, the, the, at togos? the togos. Yeah. Okay, maybe that's a togos thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then where were we after that? The French restaurants. Or? Yeah, I started going to the art institute down in San Diego, and while I was going to school, I kind of got recruited by my buddy Spencer. Shout out Spencer Johnston. Uh, amazing chef that brought me into Stingery, um, which was this cool, crazy three-story nightclub downtown San Diego. Uh, he brought me in to do some dishwashing, which was cool because um, it was just, I was so far out of my element. Um, it felt like, you know, going from Subway <laughs> Togo's to this incredible nightclub that was serving <laughs> some of the finest food uh mm. shout out antonio frisha chef antonio one of the most amazing chefs i've ever met in my life oh. uh, <laughs> he taught me so much so basically started there as a dishwasher and kind of worked my way through the dish pit and eventually they brought me into like learning salads and doing the line uh worked all the way through that to be on the grill and was just, yeah, really enjoying you know, that whole process of kind of working my way through the kitchen. Um, yeah, and then left there and went to, I think, Bar West. And I was a kitchen manager over there for a little bit. Mm. Uh, I wonder, went to the Pearl. I think that was either before the Pearl or after the Pearl. Anyways different restaurants in San Diego and yeah Spencer really like took me under his wing and taught me all kinds of things that as far as technique and uh, yeah the whole process of really understanding the ingredients and it was mainly French and Italian styles that uh, I was kind of learned and now I, d I love to cook all kinds of foods and Indian, Thai. Mm -hmm. Those are two of my favorites, I think, Indian oh, and Thai. You do so good at it, so yeah. well at it. <laughs> and obviously Mexican is incredible. And while I was in San Diego, it's just tacos and burritos in abundance. Oh, yeah. That was like. I know one of Ken's um, little uh, labels he has in our house is Taco King. I think Ken makes <laughs> the best tacos. <laughs> Um, they're delicious tacos, yeah. and I mean, everybody in the world should really have one of those tacos, <laughs> <laughs> or two or three. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll have a taco truck. Yeah, yeah, that would make a lot of people happy, I'm sure. We were talking how <laughs> much fun it would be to have like a chocolate truck, because Bridget makes amazing chocolates. Mm. <laughs> Which, didn't you just make some? I just made some chocolates. Yes. Yeah. Incredible. Some of you have probably had them out there. Uh. And she just I'm uses such still perfecting the recipes, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Bridget and I are both super experimental in the kitchen and love to try out new things and uh, mm -hmm. just kind of yeah have fun and not necessarily stick to recipes, which can be helpful in the beginning and just kind of getting to know the ingredients and follow what somebody else has done. Uh, those tried and true methods. Yeah, definitely. 
sometimes it's good to stick to them like <laughs> i wish i did that with your birthday cake yeah <laughs> it was delicious thanks i just kind of winged amazing. it i was like i'm doing this and this which yeah. is fun i love doing that being just spontaneous in the kitchen yeah and following your heart kind of but sometimes with the cake i feel like the right ratio you know getting that si- the science of the cake you know or baking such a it's chemistry so it's like getting the right ratios of everything makes a big difference yeah <laughs> and yeah it's all chemistry i think baking is just one of those ones that yeah. can vary so much mm-hmm. between just the smallest yeah. changes in the amounts of ingredients can change things so mm-hmm. vastly like your go- gluten-free bread has been getting better and better and yeah. like whoa <laughs> yeah it's been fun to experiment yeah, and it's definitely one of those things that the more you experiment, the more you get just uh, just freer in your expression, and you get to really understand the ingredients because if you put something in and it comes out one way, you can see you know what happened because you actually are the decider of the ingredients and what goes in so you can change it up next time and see how it comes out the next time yeah Yeah. what do you think you've learned in your bread baking well definitely the the type of flour used is going to be kind of one of the main elements that causes the differences in the texture and the taste and the nutritional value um, as far as like getting the right texture, which a lot of it has been for me is trying to get that nice squishy, like a wheat bread, but, uh, using wheat free ingredients. Um, so psyllium husk has been one of those main, um, helpers to keep things like nice and spongy. Um, also having some kind of a starch, whether it's potato starch, tapioca, arrowroot, those are kind of the three that I've been using. Um, just like a little bit of those. And then uh, I love working with sourdough, so it takes a little bit to get your sourdough started, but once you have the sourdough started, you can really make a lot from uh, that starter yeah <laughs> yeah yeah definitely like uh, not only just bread right you can also make rolls you pancakes can make flatbread yeah. yeah yeah especially when you're start first starting out because you have this all this extra that isn't quite ready to like make a whole loaf expand mm-hmm. the way you want it to so you kind of use it in other recipes that you can add baking powder to or use uh, commercial yeast Mm-hmm. Um, if you wanted but yeah i think sourdough is the one of the best ways to kind of gather yeast and and those probiotics around you and uh, ferment the sourdough so that it it kind of breaks open the molecules to have the nutri- nutrients more widely available for our bodies um yeah what else is in the bread that really help it those are kind of the main things the flowers yeah a little bit of starch <laughs> i like millet i like oat flour i like Millet's pretty awesome Millet's beautiful and it's one of those ones that's uh alkaline yeah it's alkalizing so oh, it's which uh, is really cool it's like one of the only ones that's alkalizing yeah also it's high in protein yeah it's really great source of protein yeah mm. And then chickpea flour is also another one that I really like to use. Uh, just a little another bit. Another good source of protein. Also, lots of protein <laughs> in that one. We we actually like to use that one for like breakfast. So we make like scrambles out of chickpea a lot of times and quiches and mm-hmm. um, makes a great substitute for eggs. Yeah, and it's pretty tasty. Like yeah, doing a little quiche with it or ricotta. Yeah, <laughs> and there's this stuff that's a uh, black salt um, that has a high uh, 
sulfur content, so it smells a little eggy, so you can <laughs> use that on top of your chickpea scramble, and it kind of turns it yeah, into this. It smells just like a hard-boiled <laughs> egg. Yeah, a little eggy. Yeah, so a little bit, little bit goes a uh, long ways. Yeah. Which is, I think it's delicious, like... <laughs> can't remember the name of it. It's like... I think it's a black Indian monarch. salt. Yeah. Maybe. I think. Yeah, we have, we just got some one here. It says black Indian salt. Yeah. But it actually looks pink, but they call it black. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but I've seen it black. Yeah. And be very sulfury. Yeah. You have some notes that you uh, want? Well, I was just thinking thing, other too things with, with our family going into the next, like into mm -hmm. art. Mm-hmm. I was just admiring the art that you're making today yeah. with your the gift you're making for Angelina's girls. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was super fun. Made a little coloring book. That was super awesome. <laughs> I did A to Z and did food with friends. So on a two-page spread, you have food on one side and a friend on the other. So for A, I think I did apple and an ant. And then the next one was like banana and a butterfly, yeah. which I think is kind of fun to <laughs> differentiate also like food and friend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Don't eat the ants. Yeah. Unless uh, you need to, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Which some is really fun. Some people eat ants. <laughs> Creating fun things for family. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was a beautiful form of art. I was like, all right. Way to get creative. Yeah. Share our gifts with the world. Mm-hmm. It's a good bit of art of the day. You were, you, I mean, you went all through the alphabet, so you oh, no. were there pretty much all day doing that. I did it all day. <laughs> <laughs> My wow. hand's a little sore. That was pretty amazing. I thought you were going to just do a, a page for each of the girls, maybe a <laughs> cool picture for them. It was like a whole book. I'm like, wow. <laughs> That's a great yeah. gift. 26 letters times two so 52 pages goodness gracious 52 different individual uh drawings to be colored and yeah put, yeah fun coloring book yeah it's expiring are it's you leaving tomorrow's so i had to get it done yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna love it thanks for making it it was fun to do yeah sometimes it's fun to just create a gift to be given yeah and they send lots of pictures and fun things that they've drawn yeah. So it's fun to give back because they've sent a lot of fun things to us. Mm -hmm. They're always sending cute art, their newest art creations. Yeah. I'm excited to see them. How's your art studio coming? My, it's coming along great. Yeah, uh, it's feeling really good to have it all set up there. Um, it's up there and I can start a project and leave it if I need to and I don't have to worry about the mess bring, being anybody else's way, you know. <laughs> it's not that messy, though, just yeah. to say. <laughs> it's <laughs> nice I have almost a spot for everything, you know. It's like that feels good, too. Like, um, so often when we were traveling, like, everything would just be in one small bag <laughs> of my art supplies. So, yeah, feels good. And I'm looking forward to creating more in there. <laughs> So far, it's only been a couple little projects, but mm, I was thinking on something on the top of uh, inspiration, something I heard earlier this week on a podcast, and it was about um, like being the light in a situation, and I know a lot of people um, may be feeling really depressed about a lot of things going on in the world right now, you know, there's a lot of there is a lot of hard thing, like hard to feel, hard to accept or see, or even, you know, hard or things we really wish weren't going on. You know, it's like, and I heard someone say something that <clears throat> if we can, even though there is a lot of people doing things or that are very dark and wrong, something that we would not want to do. It's so important for us individually to do our part to try to bring more light into the world. So, and 
any situation that you're given, like if we could just imagine like if all of us were trying to bring the light and like if you think about like a candle in the room of how much light that brings, you know, into one room, just one candle. But if there was like so many of us trying to be the light, you know, and trying to bring in that light and through your heart and soul and just, you know, any opportunity you're given to be a positive presence to bring in the light, maybe it's with words or thoughts or just little acts of kindness, little random acts of kindness, like how that could be, you know, working together with all the other people in the world that are trying to bring the light and just knowing that you are making a positive difference in the world just by doing that, no matter where you are. I thought that was really inspiring. I was just like, ah, like, because sometimes I know we can feel so isolated or so like maybe trapped in your thoughts of if you are watching the news or if you are watching social media and stuff and feeling really down because what you're seeing, maybe take a break from the social media, you know, and try to bring in the light into your thoughts, into your actions, and know that you're not alone. Because I know I'm going to try to, I'll be there with you trying to make, bring in more light. And I think that you are too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm 100% with you. All right. But, you know, if we all work together, we can make, we can make this world a brighter place for everybody. And, and just another thing to remember that even though you don't see it, there is so many good people out there doing really awesome, amazing things. And there are so many good people that are trying to make a difference in the world. And that's something we should remember that even though, because I, I mean, I truly believe in still praying and just, you know, doing what we can to help everybody else that's not in a place of uh, happiness or feeling good or in a state of war right now, like doing what we can to help them, but also doing what you can right where you are today. So maybe that's just you taking your kids to school or you just going to work. Like that's what you have to do, what's in front of you, but just trying to bring that love and light into everyday life. And know that you're not alone. <laughs> that was my inspiration. Thank you, Bridget. <laughs> Thank you. That was beautiful. <sighs> I'm sending lots of love out to people that need of it as much as possible. <sighs> Working on ourselves as much as we can. Yeah. Because when we take care of ourselves, we're able to take care of others even more mm -hmm. fully. Yeah. So if you're stuck in a, a routine of constantly looking outward at the world and seeing all the dark things, Remember to go inside and find the things inside of yourself that need some attention that you can then work through and then go back out into the world and share those things uh, because I feel that that's kind of the whole reason why bad things, dark things are happening in the world is because people aren't looking inside and they're not getting through that. Like their hurt and trauma. Or yeah, all the things that we need to heal through. Yeah. Um, you know, the old saying of hurt people, hurt people. Mm -hmm. I do believe that that's kind of true. And that's like all the wars that are happening is just mainly because, um, yeah, people haven't all their things yet and yeah. the more that we can work through our own stuff we can help others to work through their stuff at least to, to show help to guide them through their own process of internal work yeah yeah something I heard that was pretty inspiring 
on the topic of that is like cause sometimes you may think like oh what do i need to work through you know like maybe may feel lost in that area like what where do i even start you know and it's just like i think if you can quiet down you know take a moment to close your eyes and get in touch with your inside just ask your spirit like show me you know what work I need to be do, what I need to do to take care of myself or to truly, you know, find that love and respect. And just ask yourself, is there something there that I need to work through or f free myself of? And like, then being open to receive the answer. And the answer can come in many different ways. It could come in, you know, it could come, maybe you hear something on the radio that just inspires you like, oh, I need to, you know, that's it. Or maybe it's some emotions that keep coming up in your day. Maybe it's anger. Like maybe you're feeling angry about something and just so that anger, sometimes, it, you know, it's like you're, it's coming from a place and not really want to feel sadness or being able to cry about something or be vulnerable. Sometimes that anger is like almost protecting yourself. But if you can release it and to go deeper, if you can cry and let it release it, then you you know it's just like that water comes that comes out of your eye is washing washing you free of it, and then just allowing yourself being like, okay, I feel you. I want to release what no longer serves me and like let it go. It's pretty powerful, and yeah, I heard something the other the other day too lots of things <laughs> i listen to a lot of podcasts and audiobooks while i'm working but um which is great i love that we have this connection that we can talk with you guys right now and like we can all share with each other all over the world and it's a beautiful medium to do this with share thoughts and ideas but what i heard that really struck me deep was um the, I don't, let me think. I want to word it right correctly so it makes sense. But the, is sometimes when we see, like if you keep on seeing, like the idea was a person was saying, like if you see someone, like you like let's say you keep on hearing about someone like child abuse, out in the world, or like on the news or something, and just like it makes you so sad and just or so angry, like. You know, you would never want to do that to a child. And like we would never want to do that. But we're like, why do I, why is this happening? You know, it's like, what can we do about it? But the, and you know, maybe the first thing is you think you're so mad at that person. Like, how could they do that? And so we're basically, we're pointing the finger at that person and being like, why, how could they do this? You know, I'm so mad at them, like, or angry, like, but. When they say one, you're pointing one finger out, three fingers are pointing back at you. So if you can turn that around, look, be like, how am I being unloving? And this may not be for every situation, but it was saying like just what the person, how the person worded, I forget who said it. <laughs> I'm sorry, but they um, were saying that when the three are pointing back at you, so you're looking at yourself and seeing what is this. And so if what I got out of it is like, okay, you're you're upset and angry because someone is hurting a child. So if you're looking at yourself like, what child have I been hurting? And maybe that's your inner child. Maybe I haven't been loving or feeding my inner child like I could, like, giving her the time and space to be playful or to rest or, you know, to take a walk in the woods, like to be free, to be a child and just freedom to express herself. And like, so that comes to like the love, the self-love that's it's so important, like to really find that love for yourself and is huge because you can't you can't really love someone else unless we have learned to love ourselves and forgive ourselves for anything that's 
we may be shaming ourselves because uh, shaming is <laughs> we could shame ourselves in many different ways, you know. It's like it could be. Um, Sorry, am I rambling a lot? No. It's okay. You're on, you're on, a, on a roll. Keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> but the, you know, it's like if we can find that love for that inner child and make sure that we're kind of keeping this our side of the street clean, you know, like instead of, you know, yeah, we're going to recognize when we see other people doing bad stuff in the world or horrible things, but what can we do to to make sure that we are bringing our best foot forward our you know our truest loving self our truest kindest form of ourself forward if that's what you as inspire to be i mean if that's what kind of person you want to be then just taking that time to take care of your side of the street <laughs> yeah or take care of your own stuff, you know, because it's like we can't fix anybody else, but we can, we can fix ourselves. We can work on our own selves, and sometimes that takes a lot of time. So <laughs> go easy on yourself. <laughs> take little steps. <laughs> well <So>. put. <laughs> yeah, love is so important the most important thing I feel when there are things that are reflecting back to us that cause us to react in ways that are unloving then it is something I think that we do need to look at inside so it's, I think it's all about our reactions to the world that show us how loving we are what we need to work on. So yeah, just being aware of everything that comes up for us when we're interacting in the world every day, every moment is a chance to really look inside and, and feel everything that's going on. I know it can be pretty overwhelming sometimes and we need to take a break from that and just be by ourselves, but yeah, the world is an amazing reflection of everything that's going on inside. And I think the universe is always trying to help us uh, and to learn more about love and what is beneficial for ourselves and the world at large. Yeah. It's always trying to show us something. <laughs> and if we're, if we're open and willing to receive those messages, dreams can be an, an amazing way to receive those messages mm -hmm. it kind of like the filter that we have on every day can get broken down in our dreams uh, and we can see a lot clearer sometimes yeah yeah i think some you know sometimes in our dreams it's sometimes sig uh comes in symbols sometimes different things can symbol different things in that feeling of your dream dreams too like there's can be a lot of good medicine in there from your dreams if you're open to receiving it yeah. which can be challenging there's a lot of i've gone through a lot of dreams that are really tough to even try to remember and i think that's why a lot of us don't remember some of our dreams is because it's too hard for us to go through at the like a scary dream or like time. a bad scary dream dreams. yeah bad yeah. dreams that are yeah we wake up sweating or just like we yeah 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 and i think it's important like i mean well i would feel i'm learning to be open to asking like like if you have had several of those dreams maybe before you go to sleep, just ask for guidance and what is the what are these dreams meaning and what is the message trying to come through and being open for the divine to deliver that message to you. And know that there is a greater connection and a lot of information can come through our dreams. Like we are all connected and so 
even if if you are trying to figure out some problem in your life, I would suggest like ask your dream space, like ask your angels, ask the divine source and just put it out there into connecting with everyone if there is some kind of answer you're looking for. And you'll be surprised at what might come forward. It's like it's pretty amazing. Like I don't know, I've traveled some pretty crazy places in my dream where if I felt like I was I mean I was totally out of my body and somewhere else like <laughs> but I also believe like also have received many cool messages through my dreams and like the next day I'm like oh my god that was the answer to this and like sometimes the answer even comes before the question ever was out there <laughs> like <laughs> yeah and my a lot of my dreams are like a future reality that hasn't happened yet that I'll experience the night before and then go out the next day and the dream will happen or similar occurrences will happen and I'm able to draw from my dream in a way that's like instantaneous um, guidance that I can get through the day a lot easier because I've listened and had questions about what's coming and I do ask for guidance and it uh, sometimes can be just so super clear about what's coming and and how to react best and pretty amazing dreams are incredible yeah so magical <laughs> it's like time is less uh, constrained in our dream world than it is in our waking state. So it's like you can have these full-on experiences. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know one thing that's really helped me to remember my dreams more is try to write them down as soon as I wake up. And sometimes that's not so easy because I, I wake up uh, multiple times in the night. And sometimes, so that will lead me to multiple dreams. So sometimes I get, it seems like the more powerful ones are the first couple dreams. And I'm like, ah, that was like such good information. You know, I was like, ah, oh, remember in the morning. And that sometimes I don't, because I don't write down those dreams in the middle of the night. I might just write down the ones first thing in the morning. I mean, first thing when the sun's actually up and I'm out of bed. <laughs> like. The, but it does help me remember those dreams when I write them down. Once in a while, I write down the ones in the middle of the night. Or, uh, I have a little light by my bed and <laughs> start scribbling in the night. <laughs> You're really good about journaling and <laughs> continuously writing. Uh, feels good. I mean, I definitely enjoy it. I mean, even if I'm not writing about dreams, I feel like journaling's an amazing tool. Like, because sometimes we can have so much going on in our heads, just, you know, uh, at least I know I, I do. <laughs> a lot of different ideas or plans or, I don't know, thoughts. So for me to get them out, just first thing in the morning, I like doing my pages, at least three pages, is my ideal. Sometimes I only get a half a page. Some days are easier than others. <laughs> Got to get out the door and get to work. Don't always have time to do three pages. But Going back to dreams just for a second. Oh, yeah. I, remember, I don't know if it was Einstein or Tesla. Mm -hmm. One of those guys. I think uh, both of them. Incredible, brilliant mind that would have a candle with a nail <laughs> that... He would take a nap, and then the nail would be in the candle at a certain spot to wake them up uh, out of their dream state. So basically going to sleep with a question about this theoretical equation or whatever they were working on at the time with a question and asking their subconscious to help bring it forth and then taking a nap and having a candle with a nail in it just at the right spot so that they could nap for a little bit, but the nail would then drop oh. and it would wake them up <laughs> so that they could snap into it and 
bring their dream back into reality, mm. which was kind of a cool thing. I can't remember who it was or oh, cool. if that was an actually yeah. thing that had happened. Makes uh, sense. I mean, I've heard like being in the alpha, alpha state is supposed to be amazing. I think that's the right one. Though. Where you can go into that greater connection with, I mean, like all information, basically. It's like that's yeah, and get the answers to anything. So it's like, yeah, I've heard. It, rather than like studying all through the night, um, it's better to study just kind of like normally and allow yourself a good night's rest because in your dream state you're you're able to accumulate all the knowledge that you've tried to take in throughout that whole day, like learning an instrument or whatever you're you're trying to do. That that sleep time is really important for us to acclimate. Uh, all of that information and allow it to really settle into our psyche and um, yeah so sleep is a really important thing for mm. our well-being and helping our our brains to get the rest it needs even though it sometimes it feels like it's continuously going but yeah um, yeah allowing our our body to rest uh, i think is one of the most important things which yoga can be an incredible way to help our body to really relax. Mm -hmm. um, oh, going wow. through the motions, all the, the postures and the breath work can really help to kind of work things out of the body so that it can rest without, you know, the, the feelings of pain or yeah. anxiety that, that come up. And yeah, you release so much, I mean, stored emotions in the body and, Man, that yoga class we went to yesterday was so good. Oh, it was amazing. Mm. So nice. It was our first yoga class since we moved here to Santa Cruz. Yeah. Uh, Ease Mountain Yoga, if anybody else Ben Loman. Ben Loman, right down on uh, the 9, Highway 9. That's very small little space. Small space, but S powerful teacher. Super. <laughs> Dr. Juco. My new favorite teacher. Yeah, she was amazing. <laughs> So good. It was just such a well-rounded class. Yeah. Shout out, Juco. Thank you, Juco. <laughs> Amazing. Looking forward to uh, really getting in deeper into those classes. And yeah, she's Sweet. created a really amazing space there. And sounds like she's open to having some music, potentially, and some art, mm -hmm. uh, and some food. Yeah. Just seems like a really nice community down there. Yeah. So be on the lookout <laughs> for some collaborations in the future. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or if you're ever in the cute little town of Ben Lomond, stop by. Yeah. <laughs> Just past Felton. Yeah. What else? Hmm. Is that it? I think that's that's pretty good. Yeah. Went through all of our relevance. Yeah, I think one thing we didn't touch on was music. Oh, picked up a record just yesterday, which was an incredible find. Uh, one of my favorite albums that I like to go record shopping and just kind of feel out the vibes that come through. And this one was uh, Margie. Let's see. Margie. Da, da, da. <laughs> Margie or Margie Adam songwriter look at that face he's so happy <laughs> <laughs> uh and it was just a really wonderful uh album that maybe i can play a song for you here on the way out let's see which one should we do best friend the unicorn song <laughs> lost in inner space <laughs> beautiful soul <laughs> Would you like to tap dance on the moon? <laughs> Super fun. Uh, I don't know if she's still around or not. It would be cool to track her down. It's 1917-6. Uh, this is from the Pleiades records. Super cool. Thanks, Margie. Margie. Yeah, great lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> Just wonderful vibe. Incredible songstress. So that's a little bit of music for you for today. Mm -hmm. It really helped uh, create this beautiful space last night and mm -hmm. able to do some cooking. 
Yeah. <laughs> and dancing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to have our first guests coming up, which is super exciting. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's either going to be Chris and Moni or Jake and Katie Rose. <gasps> <laughs> I think it's Jake and Katie Rose are going to be first. All right. Whoa. Mm. So that's going to be fun. These are actually all four of them are down in Big Sur. Yeah. Dear wonderful friends. Yeah. Yeah. Super Oop. blessed to know them and have them on in our lives. Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to having them up here and sharing our space with them and getting them on the podcast, taking them around the l this beautiful land. Yeah, and hear what beautiful words they have to share. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Love you. Something is pulling you.